What's up, friend? How are you doing? Welcome to Plus Ultra. This podcast is for online entrepreneurs who have already launched their first offer and have already made their first sale. You're going to learn the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps that business owners took so that you can truly earn your freedom and design a life you don't need an escape from. We release weekly episodes on Wednesdays. Some are in interview format, others are in monologue format. I'm your host, Mateo Carrasco, but my friends call me Mateo for short. I was a management consultant straight out of college here in Washington. Washington, D.C., and then I worked remotely in 2020 from Denver, Colorado, and all of 2021 from Oahu, Hawaii. From there, life got really interesting. I started my own business, Veloxis, where I help business owners with their systems, their automations, integrations, and I help from prospecting to fulfillment. This podcast, Plus Ultra, is going to help you with the major roadblocks that will appear on your entrepreneurial journey. And more importantly, the people I will interview are other online business owners who have really amazing offers, life advice, and business stories. And with that, let's dive right into the episode. Welcome to Plus Ultra. All right, we're live. What's up, Jared Small? What's going on, Mateo? How you been? Doing well, man. Doing well. You're in Costa Rica, right? I am. Yeah, yeah. I've been here for the last, I think, like a month or so. So it's been flying by, but I've really enjoyed it because I'm from Canada. So back home, it's... Uh, quite the difference right now pretty pretty fortunate to be here absolutely bro pura vida pura vida <laughs> it's, it's been exciting seeing your content how you're traveling you were in london and i would just like to give the audience a bit background on you and your how you got to be in costa rica and traveling like this like what's the background yeah so i mean i'll do the little quick spark notes and everything because i think <laughs> i don't want to get too carried away i get super passionate about my whole journey and whatnot, but getting into IRL. So IRL, the IRL experience, it's a community I started. It's been under a year so far, and we really focus on doing in-person experiences with like-minded people like me and you, Mateo, entrepreneurs, guys that want to travel, but also, you know, work in their business and just overall live more of a fulfilling lifestyle. So how I got into really running my community, it really started back when I was in school. Uh, I went to like some university studying business and I was actually past the the halfway point of of graduating, so it's a little bit of an unorthodox story of of dropping out because normally people would drop out after their freshman year or so, but I actually stuck through it and past the halfway point, I sort of, you know, I guess had this like inner call or you know whatever people call it of like waking up and realizing they want to do more with their lives and. I don't know where to start. You know, I started to read some books. I saw people online make money and I joined a bunch of like discord servers or, you know, these school communities. Cause I didn't know where else to find people that were on my wavelength that resonated with me. So, I mean, it was okay. I met some cool people in these discord communities, but how I saw it, it's like, dude, I don't want to be the guy to only have like these online friends. So it's sort of slowly moving on from, from hometown people that were holding me back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't see anybody doing things in person or I can't find that. So why not, why can't I be the catalyst for, for people to go out there and meet people in person, get to know each other and make money online and live more of a fulfilling life. So I decided to start my own community. And I was like, you know what, let's not do discord. Let's not do what everyone else is doing. Let's have our own platform, get mentors in there. Let's focus on providing the most value to people online. And then from there, slowly but surely transfer those digital connections like this to in person. And that's why I came up with the idea of the IRL experience. 
That's a great way to do it, man, because that in and of itself is a filter. The type of person to make the effort to meet online, I mean, in person, that shares that type of person shares certain characteristics that you want in a friend anyways. Like these are exactly. doers, right? Yeah, exactly. That's why, you know, I don't just let anybody join. I make sure I get to know them personally, not just about, you know, how much money you make, these sort of things, but actually more in depth of your story. Like, what do you do on an average day? Are you somebody who's really like only on this entrepreneurial path to make the money? Or are they also wanting to, to be in good shape and other, other important factors of their lives? So that's what I think in this big entrepreneurial space, there's the entrepreneurs that are solely focused on generating the most amount of money possible, which is awesome, but they sacrifice other pillars of their life in pursuit of that. And I think that's where I don't really resonate with. Gotcha. Yeah. The more holistic process. I, I dig yeah. that. So tell exactly. me a little bit about uh, IRL in its infancy. Like when was it started and when did you have your first event? Yeah. So, I mean, like I decided to do a different route of like building it up and getting people in there rather than like waiting until I had some sort of massive audience or influence. Mm -hmm. I decided to spend all summer last year just networking and like hopping on one-on-one -on -one calls with all these like-minded guys online. And then I got to a point where it comes September when I started to tease this idea of starting a community, all these people who knew who I was and actually had trust in what I was building, it was a no-brainer for them to join because it was, I was also solving their problem as well. So I actually had like a meetup over the summer before we had the platform, me and like eight other guys, we flew over to Miami, had a cool meetup there just to really get things going. And then from there, I did another one in London because we have a lot of guys out there in London. So we did that in October. And then from there, did one pretty recently last month for New Year's back in Miami. Gotcha, dude. That's amazing. You already got three events going. That's awesome. Yeah, that's just the goal to like, just to do as many things in person. You know, of course, as we go, there'll be more structure, more value, like more, more um, speakers coming out, different ideas. But the real purpose is just to bring people together. And I always tell people like, as cool as the yacht is and the dinners and these sort of things, as you know, meeting people in person, you know, the things that really you take away is just the conversations, the simple yeah. things that you actually don't record on camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Not everything is content. Well, <laughs> the best content is in person, right? Yeah. I mean, like, look, a content is a, is a focal, it's a important aspect of it, but we don't base it around like this content trip. We base it around a chance just to go out there outside your comfort zone, grow together, mastermind, and then, yeah, you know, do content as well. Yeah. So you mentioned masterminds and then speakers. What speakers have you had and what tends to be like the topic of conversation? So that's actually something we're sort of brainstorming going forward, because right now we're, we're having mentors in the platform hopping on live calls with us, like weekly live calls mm -hmm. where they actually, you know, share what they've learned. And, you know, they coach different areas. So like one guy is a fitness coach, so he'll coach the fitness side of things. So eventually going forward, probably next meetup, we'd have one of these mentors come out and have a presentation. They're a bit older, so they have more wisdom, more life experience to share. And yeah, just really having this ecosystem of people providing value to each other. So rather than getting some random guy to come out, everybody is in IRL. It's not, yeah. it's not transactional. It's not, hey, here you go. Here's the money. They're, they're just wanting to be a part of this movement and spreading positivity. 
Love that. Love that. How do you, you, you touched on this a little bit, but how do you see the IRL experience affects and how it differentiates from the average communities out there and the average person out there? Yeah. Well, I mean, the obvious answer is the in-person side of things, right? Like it's in the name, of course. So right away, people are like, yo, like they're actually doing something in person because you don't see that as much with mm -hmm. all these communities online. But honestly, I think what differentiates us is, is my story being the founder and this huge vision I have. You know, most communities you see, you have this hierarchy sort of thing, right? You have like a Amon Godsey, a Luke Belmar at the top, which is mm -hmm. great. And people want to emulate what they're doing and get up to their level. But for me, I'm just one of the guys. I, I'm being authentic. I'm sharing my journey. And I'm at this level where everyone's sort of at as well, which is cool because I kind of see myself also as a member, you know, so I'm just as in it with the guys hopping on the calls, really engaging myself in them. Because I think I've seen past communities, I'm not going to mention names, but you see the founder being a part of it, immersed in it, but then maybe slowly pivoting towards something else, hiring a team. But like, I want to be in this for the long, long haul. You know, I have a five to 10 year vision with this. So we're just scraping the surface right now. Yeah, man, the level of involvement is such a key differentiator. And you can definitely tell like someone who has high engagement is in there all the time versus, and again, I'm not gonna name any names, but I've been in communities where people just hire like a moderator, which is cool. Like sometimes you need that, but where the founder, where the face of all the copy of all the marketing who's been selling you is completely absent. And then you kind of have like a half experience there. But, yeah so yeah like i think my goal is to become one with with irl like i am irl in a way mm -hmm. which sounds a bit weird because you know it is a community and all of that but like i don't see myself navigating in, towards different businesses maybe in the future but like this is like my baby i guess and yeah. this is like my ride or die like i dropped out of school to do this and right. and make zero income last summer because i wanted to really build it up and i really just focused on how could I provide the most value to people? Gotcha. I'll, I'll get to your platform in a second because I think I, you showed me a screen share once on one of our calls, how you were building. It looks really cool. But yeah. uh, before I forget, you've been doing something really interesting on your content, which is the street interviews where you're going around interviewing people. You just yeah. did it in uh, Costa Rica. I saw the new ones you're doing. And then I was surprised yeah. to see Sneeko. You managed to talk <laughs> to Sneeko. How'd that happen? Yeah. That was hilarious. That's a funny story. So after that interview with Sneeko, I got all these, of course, messages from friends and people online being like, yo, did you like collaborate with Sneeko? Like, did you hit him up before? Are you guys boys? And I don't have those connections just yet. It was funny because, you know, we had a group. So it's during the meetup, about eight of us. We split up into two groups. Four of us went to do interviews with other people. Now we wanted to sort of come back together after. But then during the interviews, we saw them across the street. So we just met up again and then we're all together. One of the boys was like, he turned around and he's like, yo, that's, that's Nico right there walking, walking towards us on his own. Right. Like normally you'd have like bodyguards or something like that. Just walking casually towards us. Perfect timing. Stopped him in his tracks, said, what's up? Super nice, super friendly. And just had a nice chat with him on camera and also off camera. So that was insanely valuable for sure. Yeah, no, you can definitely tell he had a lot of insightful things to say. You ask, you ask really good questions, which is props to you. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, interviews I'm just doing on the side, like for fun. I just see, like, why not? It's it's fun. You meet people, especially when you're going to new places. 
great networking opportunity, good content, um, and just another way to, yeah, produce good content. Yeah, it's very human. It's very on brand for IRL, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So also the platform, what made you yeah. choose your own platform instead of not instead of school, instead of Discord, Telegram? Yeah, well, I mean, it's so, it's not actually our own, like, we didn't like design or code it or anything. Mm -hmm. We're using a third party. So it's called Mighty Networks. I told yeah. you how it went is that, you know, right away, my experiences with Discord and, and school weren't the best. Like, they're okay. School's pretty good, but school's more of an educational platform. They focus on courses, on learning, right? So for us, we don't have even a course yet. We're actually going to have one in the future, but it's really about connecting, networking, getting to know people and whatnot. And I wanted that, I don't know, that real authentic experience where you could customize things how you want. You don't end up being just another Discord server, which I think that happens a lot. People don't check it. People lose focus or lose interest and in all these things. So Mighty was the best platform out there where we could sort of do what I want and align the best with my vision. Gotcha, gotcha. Were you involved in other uh, communities on that platform? Or how'd you on find out? Oh, honestly, I just spent a while brainstorming and just researching every single platform out there that like was comparable to Discord. Mm -hmm. and just weighed out the pros and cons from there nice man yeah no it's it's definitely neat and uh, i have one of my really good friends shout out charlie who is in irl and he, he only speaks very highly of it he loves it and he was telling me that you guys have organized these challenges and you guys are competing for yeah. what the prize is but i love the i love the environment the the camaraderie you've built in there what are these challenges yeah yeah so actually our we had one challenge which was like uh it was called a 30 for 30 challenge we did a few months ago where you know you just do some habits every day and then kind of like 75 part right yeah. so that was a similar challenge we did but this time around i wanted to incentivize the guys and have something that's on like very intrinsic reward like intrinsically rewarding rather than just like throwing money at them mm -hmm. so i also wanted to find a way to bring people together so we did something called was a small tribe challenge so it was groups of four guys randomly picked in a small tribe and it'd be a point system so they'd have to do different activities individually to get points for their tribe and the tribe with the most amount of points by the 30 days would would essentially win and this challenge we actually went pretty big and the first place tribe ended up getting free accommodation to any any events of their choice in 2024 second place tribe got a free excursion also to any event. So it's funny you asked that actually, because the challenge literally just ended uh, last night. So it's And also it's even more funny because Charlie's group ended up winning. Let's go, are you serious? Let's go. Yeah, Charlie was a beast, bro. Like we had one challenge, one weekly challenge. You know the Sally Up challenge? Have you heard of that? No. It's like, you maybe you've seen like in the army, like bring Sally up, bring Sally down. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Challenge. So they, they did that and Charlie killed it. And it was just cool to, to all of them, you know, toss their videos in, document it all, hop on the calls. You know, like there's different ways to, to add points. So like fitness challenge was one, hopping on a call with all the guys, sharing a win, sharing a resource, all these different ways to get everybody involved. That's so smart, man. You gamified it, but then you also like incentivized them to do social things like the videos aspect dude i have a discord community you know as well and there is no videos in there i've never thought of that that is forcing someone to get on camera and share 
like automatic yeah. it's as close as you can do it from like this like a like a video call it's pretty that's really smart yeah i mean you want you want to humanize it as much as you can because at the end of the day nothing about it really is human in a way because it's like all <laughs> online you know right. but you want to find these aspects to bring people together be themselves talk on the camera not just hide away in front of their keyboard because that's usually how it is so you know, to gamify, like you said, that was something that was always on my mind because, mm -hmm. you know, leading a community yourself, you'll start to notice that whether it's your community, other communities, though, there's this point where it, it sort of dies off and mm -hmm. it's it's kind of inevitable, but it depends how, how low you go, you know? So you want to sort of balance, you know, the lack of engagement and all that. And I think challenges are the best way to just get people to come together and be active in the community. Brilliant. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, corporate challenges. Anyone out there who's building their community, take that. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. I got a question for you. Um, since you're the IRL person and you know, you're also using tools online, like we we understand the internet is a tool, like AI is a tool, whatever, but human is king, in person is king. I was wondering what your thoughts are on the whole Apple Vision and like the MetaQuest and all that, because <laughs> augmented reality is kind of interesting because you're getting bits of both like you're still walking through your house and you just have like screens pop up i asked because one of my friends he said mateo i'm just going to get rid of my laptop he has infinite screens now he walks around his house he's standing he's not longer sitting and everything is cloud-based all his apps everything he uses zapier all this stuff he just has in an office in his house which is just a room and every wall in his room has a different like uh, function. So if he's going to do his workflows here, he's going to do his emails over there. And it, instead of zooming in, he just walks towards the wall. So it's kind of interesting. He got rid of his laptop. It's a new world, but I just want to get your thoughts on it since you're the IRL person. Yeah, I mean, obviously, as the, as the IRL person, I wouldn't resonate with that the most because it's not IRL. Right. Um, but like, honestly, I, I, that's pretty cool. You said that with the being in an office because like at the end of the day that versus being on your computer and locked in and on your phone like it's not that much different if you think about it right but you know and you see these videos of people on them on the subway system and and walking i saw some videos and like you know 10 12 million views and you can tell people are are curious i mean it's definitely getting a lot of buzz both good and bad you know mm -hmm. controversy and all that but it's almost like inevitable at some point that'll be the new thing that'll be the new iphone the new mac whatever you want to say so i'm not going to be one of those people to like constantly hate on things and and get upset with things that are outside of my control right yeah. so at the end of the day you're going to have to adapt eventually it's just a matter of when yeah no that that's that's very well said but uh, I'm I'm totally with you too. Like, there's no replacement for physical presence, right? Yeah, that's why you know when I was brainstorming business ventures to pursue when I was still in school, not only was this the best because you know aligned with me, I was super passionate about it. But I see it as being AI proof because right. you can't replicate community, you can't replicate the human touch, mm -hmm. and yeah, I don't, I don't care like what what comes out. People are gonna want this regardless of. What, what, whatever trend or AI thing comes out. Absolutely, exactly. There's no replacement. What is something yeah. that you found to be surprising about community building that you didn't expect at first? Like as, as your community developed, you're like, wow, I didn't expect that. 
Um, good question. I guess how it's like a real full-time job, you know, like you don't, you think, oh, you run a community, it's la di da di da you say what's up to the boys and all that, but I'm catching myself in a constant pursuit of refining things, making things better. And it's like, a, yeah, I mean, it's just like any other, I guess, entrepreneurial business you decide to pursue, right? You're constantly working. But I did think I'd have more sort of time to myself, which I'm, of course I can make that time, but I just feel like I always need to be on my toes, whether it's with Instagram, whether it's with, you know, complete different like backend side of things. Um, I think honestly, the business model of being at running community, it's not the best solopreneur business model, in my opinion, because there's just so much things to do and yeah. you don't want to drive yourself too crazy. And I think that's why I want to sort of dip my toes in different things like video editing and different things like that. That mm -hmm. way I get familiar with it and I could easily just sort of hand off that job to somebody else in the near future. Yeah, no, absolutely. Where your focus goes, energy flows. Right? Yeah, exactly. But it's like the best learning experience, you know? Like, obviously, yeah. failure doesn't enter my mind ever. But let's just say in, in some random world where this doesn't work out, like, I have the best experience ever. Sales, marketing, content creation, you know, like, it, the list goes on. Absolutely. No, that's that's exactly well said, bro. You need to, you need to put on all the hats, which is a blessing in disguise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So speaking more on the business model side, um, wh what model are you using now? Is it like, do you have cohorts? Is it rolling admissions? And why did you decide to do that? Yeah, good question. So like in terms of new people coming in and all that, we had launches. So we did like one big launch in September, one and it came out and then another launch in the new year here. But actually, again, this is like perfect timing, honestly, because we're just starting to now open it up indefinitely. So how it would work, you'd hop on a one-on-one -on -one call with me. You basically, I'd just go through a screening process, asking you questions. And then from there, a new feature that we're going to add in is like, that would be step one or round one of, of passing that process with me. And then mm -hmm. you'd hop on a call with all the boys and all the boys would come together on the call with you on there, get to know you a little bit more. And then from there, we come to a general consensus if, if you're a good fit. So it's a little bit intimidating, but I think it's the best way to make sure that we, you know, maintain this level of, of quality in there and, you know, real good guys inside the community. Yeah. Like a tribal council. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's a, it's a good idea. And the goal is to be able to get to probably about 60 members by maybe the end of the month or, you know, next four to six weeks, I'd say right now we're at uh, like 35 or 40. Nice bro. Yeah. And, they're all enthusiastic. Every every other IRL member I see on my feed posting about it. You guys are high energy. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. So, um, do all members have to be entrepreneurs, or what are the um, metrics you're looking for? Good question. So, I mean, I have. I'm gonna. I'm slowly, slowly starting to restructure it in the future of like being able to still cater towards so many different levels of entrepreneurs or people that are maybe want entrepreneur. What is it called? Like a, I've heard that term. Wantrepreneur. Because, you know, I guess still I'm catering towards those entrepreneurs in a way. So I really want to get everybody involved. Mm -hmm. People that have the shared mindset. Cause that was the beginning of it. It was like, 
I don't care how much money you're making online. If you're somebody who is a go-getter, taking action, really wants to improve their life, and I see that, and they're documenting it and all these sort of things, then I want you to be a part of it. You have good energy. These sort of things are all important. But going forward, we're going to shift towards, I guess, still having everyone together, but in a way separating it in terms of the people that are at higher levels that may not get as much value from being with people that are maybe just starting their journey. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know you were in tribe too. Um, no, no, I was never in tribe. Oh, really? I was one of those many dudes that, uh, that you think are in tribe, but are just well connected <laughs> to the guys in tribe. And yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fooled me. Well, tribe had that, uh, similar aspect where there were tiers. There's a free tier. Well, not a free tier, but there's like a lower tier and then like a more premium tier. And yeah, they broke it up basically if you were crushing it online, honestly. Yeah. So like like the thing is, I don't want it to be only about how much money you make online. I think that would be a definitely a key um like indicator of the level you're at. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, it's something I'm navigating or dabbling with is the tiers in the future. But having it a way where we're all still a part of the same community. Because with communities, I'm sure you know, like Tribe's a great example of, um, you know, not hating on it, but like getting to a point where it's getting pretty big, like hundreds of people. And I think the most important part is to still have systems in place where you're still able to connect to people easily. And look, Tribe may be gearing towards, I think, like an educational platform, I believe, where, you know, the people are still in there, but you got to go out of your way to find them or to meet them, which is still awesome. But for me, I really want to make it easy for everybody to connect, get to know each other, and just feel welcomed. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that's great. Is the conversation part of the uh, your Mighty – what was your platform called? Mighty Networks, yeah. Mighty Networks. Does that have like a conversation tab? Or is that where most conversations are held? Yeah, I mean, Mighty is sort of like, a, like our own little mini social media platform in a way. You know, because you're just posting your life, you're posting a win, you're posting a resource. So there's the there's the DMs chat where you can just one on one message guys, make group chats. There's a there's a, a feed section, so similar to like Instagram, um, and it's only getting bigger. So it's pretty cool to get things more and more active, more and more engaging. That's awesome. That's great. So yeah, you shared the beginning of IRL, and then you showed a little bit about your vision or where you see it's going. Where do you think right now, because the phrase typically is like hire, you like delegate your weaknesses. And since you've been wearing all these hats, I'm just curious, like what is one of the skills that you've strengthened the most? Like, oh, I didn't realize like I'm really good at creating marketing funnels or I'm really good at doing this. Like what did, what did you like pleasantly surprise yourself is like your newfound strength? My newfound strength. I mean, like honestly video. yeah like when i first started i had imposter syndrome of just thinking that i didn't have any like key strength to apply to business mm-hmm. you know yeah i had experience in sales and, and and these sort of things of that nature but i never thought i was that good at anything and then as i was doing this i think honestly it may, it may sound like an obvious answer but it's just networking mm-hmm. i think that's the most important skill that i have that is a key leverage point you know whether you want to be an IRL or just like, if you want to meet me, I could open up my network to you and just get people talking, coming together, you know? So like, that's something that's been huge for me of, oh, I meet somebody, 
I say they're in Bali. I know somebody else in Bali. Okay, boom, create an Instagram group chat. They connect, and then they know me as the guy that brought them together. So something simple as that has been huge for me. Yeah, bro, and that is actually, I know it's pretty natural to you, but that is an actual like monetizable skill. Like people make money doing that, being the glue guy, charging a finder's fee, which I know you probably don't do, but like people do that. That that is a massive skill. Yeah, and it's like you see people maybe want to connect people you know like you up on a call and be like oh yeah i know that guy here um here's his instagram go reach out to him which which is cool but that's just the first step i like to go out of my way and actually create that instagram group chat make him not feel maybe awkward because a lot of people like are a little bit awkward or timid of like shooting out an instagram dm which that was actually me also at first you know like i don't want to you know message this random dude on instagram like I used to find that a bit weird, but now I just do it all the time and it's just, it's an easy way to meet people. Yeah, it really is. And Instagram, um, I don't know how you feel about uh, the other social media platforms, but I feel like Instagram is still so king in that it is basically your digital resume. If you have a strong enough, and this is, Arlen talks about this a lot, it's if you have, you take care of your digital reputation, it's so much easier to like really nail those, um, interactions when someone presents you or introduces you to someone else or if you want to do like a cold reach out to someone you want to connect to if you're if you did your homework to clean up your your digital presence and you're very clear on who you are what you do who you serve people are going to open up those messages much more often and you're going to get a lot more connections 100 percent, and like that's a, that's something that i i only realized maybe like last summer or something because i didn't want to be this guy of like i'm like you know, I don't want to have this curated feed and making it feel like I'm it's like inauthentic in a way. Yeah. But you do realize how like perception is so important, like these sort of biases, authority bias and these sort of things. And yeah, I think it's like a, it's also like a, um, a digital business card in a way, yeah. a digital business card, digital resume, whatever you want to say, because, yeah, you're always selling people on on who you are and what you do, whether it's somebody in business or maybe a girl you meet, you know what I mean? Yeah, I love that digital business card. That's exactly right. Yeah, so Instagram's only getting bigger and bigger, right? Yeah, no, it's a solid platform. Yeah. Um, so Jared, I usually ask this um, from guests, and I like to ask on the spot so people can't prepare. But it's yeah, if you were to meet anyone, a fictional character, anyone, dead or alive, and someone who is real so non-fictional who would those two people be who would you like to meet someone fictional and someone non-fictional oh geez that is that that is an interesting on the spot question um i'm honestly not a big like i don't know why i was thinking to like movies and stuff but i guess i'll think like fictional is hard non non-fictional could be a bit easier because it's like it's more yeah. realistic you know i'll non-fictional um what you said just have like a dinner with or talk to yeah, just like an e afternoon with, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Non-fiction, I really want to speak to uh, to actually a guy I mentioned earlier in the in the podcast, Luke Belmar. Yeah. Really, really want to. Um, I know it's obviously like um, he's directly related to what I'm doing because he also has, you know, Capital Club, his community. Yep. I really would like to pick his brain because I, I see him or he probably maybe hopefully he would see me in in him like as his older self navigating the, the space and 
I know he's a little bit of a different journey, like getting into crypto and all that. But I think I would love to just have a dinner with him, pick his brain and, um, and just, yeah, have a high level conversation. So, I mean, I think that's something that will actually come into fruition. Just a matter of, of when and, yeah. and yeah, just positioning myself in a way where he's accessible to me through connections, through opportunities and all that stuff. Absolutely, bro. That's a great answer. And you know this since you were traveling, you're building community, how small the world actually is. Like, yeah. we're so interconnected. Yeah, you think it's so crazy until you meet them. Like, like Sneeko, sure, you know, I stumbled upon him. But again, Miami's actually not even that big. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we, we were seeing people multiple times around the city. So I think it's a lot about positioning yourself where you are and following your intuition you know, not to get super um, spiritual right now, but like a lot of it just comes down to if you follow your intuition, things will fall into place for you. And yeah. I do believe a lot in like synchronicities, these sort of things that actually do happen if you if you pay attention, you're aware of, of the path you're going. Absolutely. And you know what, you said synchronicities and you know him, do you know Will Coomer? Yeah. I yeah. Know. So we met in Portugal at a tribe event, and then we met up again in uh, Madrid, and we actually did a sit-down podcast in Madrid. And he told me one of the most life-changing exercises I've ever done, which is to get a little journal, tiny one, something that fits in your pocket, and make that your synchronicity journal. So like I would, like I'm a pretty spiritual person too. I would notice synchronicities and be like, oh cool, that's interesting, yes, okay, awesome. It wasn't until I started writing them down that it would two things would happen. One, I would notice more and be like, I would more, have more volume of them. Like I would actually like see more and also like feel more, right? Mm. Because at first it was pretty surface level. I'd notice a few, but it wasn't until I actually would write them down that I would see a lot more. And then by, as a consequence, invite more into my life. Which That's is really interesting. Cool. I like that. Cause you know, well, the thing about synchronicities is that they're, they're all around us, right? Yeah. Whether we're paying attention or not. Exactly, dude. So a synchronicity journal, shout out to Will Coomer. Yeah. Best thing ever. That's awesome. But and I need to answer that uh, the second part of the question. Uh, fictional person. Um, could it be like somebody who's like, like a, like a role or yeah. 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 It's a role. Uh, that was a dumb question. <laughs> um, you know who Michael Schofield is? Michael Schofield. No. Did you watch the show Prison Break? Was he the one uh, with the buzz cut, like the main character? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Him. Because I think like that was actually my favorite show growing up. I watched that show like must have been like two or three times. And um, he was just a motherfucking genius. And I think <laughs> <laughs> like I talking to him and um, yeah, being on that level would be insane. Like having those conversations. So. I'll go with Michael Schofield. Well, you're the like digital Michael Schofield, right? You're breaking out of the. the <laughs> yeah, I gotta, get, I gotta get those tattoos on my body. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Jared, this has been a great chat. Uh, I know we had one conversation before. This is our second one, both digital. We're gonna have to do an in-person one soon. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm in-person, hundred percent. Where are you right now? Are you in Spain? I'm in DC now. Oh, you're in DC. Oh, yeah. yeah. And are you? Do you have any plans on heading to Europe? Maybe in the summer. Yeah, the plan is. So um, I, this is the first time I'm saying this out loud digitally. But I was supposed to 
moved to Madrid officially. I was there for six months, right? And in Europe having fun and everything. But then I realized upon actually you're talking about building networks. I found the people I want to network with in Madrid, like the exact families, same people, like went to the cafes, had all the dinner parties. Like I know who I'm supposed to mingle with and I met them. The thing that we were talking about before the call, like there's a season of earning, season of learning. I realized that what I truly want is to actually end up in Madrid. And so a lot of these kids are still grinding. They're like doing a lot of like heavy stuff. And I'm over here with my American dollars trying to relax and like somewhat retire. Right. And I just felt like it was not right. So I'm come, I came back to the States for Christmas and I'm here and I'm building certain things and I'm, I'm actually focusing on certain things because I want to end up in Madrid. If I go to Madrid right now, I'd be kind of like retiring to Hawaii early. Like I have so much I should build and do while I'm in the States before I head over there. So I'll be going for the summer, but I'm not going to be signing a long-term lease. Like the yeah. Plans. Yeah. So Madrid's more for the chilling? Like do you see yourself building a lot there or? Yeah. To be honest, like I'm 28. Right. And so I, um, I honestly would just want to build a family. Like I, like my resources, thank God, like I'm okay. I'm stable. I just, I, I just really want to start a family, like build that. And so like, I've thought about a lot of things. Like my first language is Spanish. Like I think is Spanish. If you tell me to count people like a head count, I, it's all Spanish. Right. So I think like that and many other reasons, I feel like I am going to go to Spain. And yeah. so it's actually going to be like the long-term home. So. Ah, okay. Well, yeah. bro, you got to come to Costa Rica also because that Spanish will take you a long way here. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Um, How is your Spanish? Horrible. <laughs> but I want to learn because, well, I, I kind of know French. I, I studied French growing up. And I think if I could get back into that French-speaking mentality, then I could kind of make my way into Spanish. Because I do also want to immerse myself more in Spanish cultures around the world, like Spain, yeah. here um south america i want to go all over south america so i think having that spanish would be huge absolutely bro would love to accompany you on those trips yeah you know costa rica there's a there's a huge like bitcoin and like digital nomad community there yeah i don't know about i guess maybe bitcoin but digital nomad for sure there's this one yeah. spot in particular i'm actually gonna head there i think next week as they're also ready called santa Teresa. have you heard of that uh no no it's uh, there's just one spot of everybody from their twenties, thirties, and just everybody's digital nomad lifestyle, I guess, and yeah. very spiritual, good energy, and probably some Bitcoin people in there as well. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that's what IRL is all about and making it happen. Yeah, hundred percent, bro. So, I'll we get it off here, and maybe um, next pod, fuck the digital pods. We're doing one in person <laughs> in Madrid. Let's do it, brother. Let's do it. Awesome, Jared. Appreciate the uh, the chat. How can people reach you and find IRL? IRL, so IRL, just the IRL experience. Main platforms is Instagram and YouTube. We're gonna go pretty hard on YouTube coming up. Just did a video that the one with Sneeko that did pretty well, which is cool. And then personal account, I'm also gonna do content on there as well. Uh, Jared Small underscore on Instagram and YouTube as well. Awesome. Appreciate it, Jared. We'll be chatting in person soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate the time, Mateo. Awesome, brother. Peace. Peace out.